Good evening, high school football fans. This is the High School Football America radio show for May the 4th, 2017. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Welcome to the week after the NFL draft, and what a great three days in Philadelphia it was for former high school football players. We had a lot of fun following along pick by pick, where the uh, the now pros played their high school football. I put them all up on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, and 253 former high schoolers getting the thrill of hearing their name called out uh, there in the city of brotherly love and now it's time to uh, move on to the next level that one that they dreamed about when they started uh, playing football as uh, young boys and uh, also had a lot of players too that uh, were not picked but uh, were then picked up by the NFL teams as free agents and uh, we did a, a whole study on all seven rounds and at the uh, at the end of the day it was the state of Georgia yeah those uh, peach state Footballers really having a good weekend there in Philadelphia, leading the way with 29 former high school football players drafted. Florida was uh, next in line, two behind with 27. California was in third place with 26 former high schoolers drafted. Texas coming in in the fourth slot at 24. Louisiana and Ohio fine showings there. Uh, 16 players each taken. Very proud of the fact that Pennsylvania had 11, followed by Illinois with 10. Alabama, New Jersey, and North Carolina, 9 each. Michigan, Tennessee, and Virginia, 6 each. Missouri had 5. Maryland, South Carolina, and Utah, 4 former high schoolers. Each picked Kentucky, Washington, and Wisconsin coming in with three each. Arizona, Mississippi, New York, and Oklahoma. Uh, Two players each picked out of those states and uh, with one uh, player picked. Uh, Arkansas, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Ohio, I'm sorry, Iowa, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Montana, Nevada, Oregon, South Dakota, Washington, D.C., and West Virginia. American Samoa had one and Canada had one. Another cool stat. 12 high schools had two players picked. Uh, They are Cass Tech out of Michigan, and what a season uh, they had this past year finishing in the top 25. Number 15 did Cass Tech in the High School Football America top 25. Other high schools that had two players picked, Cypress Bay out of Florida. Uh, Actually, two schools out of Florida had uh, two players picked. It was Cypress Bay and Lakewood. Uh, Georgia also had two schools with two players picked each. Uh, Dekula was picked, uh, had two, and uh, Gainesville with Deshaun Jackson out of Georgia. Uh, two players picked out of Tennessee. Ensworth had two uh, players getting their name called at the NFL draft from Texas. Hebron had uh, two players picked. Louisiana's John Curtis had a couple of players picked out here in Southern California. Long Beach Poly, which has a long tradition of sending players to the NFL. Two players picked. Pickerington North out of Ohio, two players each. Uh, Louisiana's West Monroe had two, and did as did uh, St. Rita out of Illinois. You can check out uh, the pick by pick. Uh, from the 2017 NFL Draft and where those players that were picked went to high school by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. Hey, uh, another interesting stat that uh, came out of it, and and this is just a trend that uh, we we talked about and we will talk about in just a little bit with our first guest on the show, uh, USA Football, looking at the uh, the first round, 30 of 32 first round picks 
That's 94% were multi-sport athletes in high school. So uh, the trend continues. Of course, uh, uh, longtime listeners of this show over the last six years know that we talk about it a lot. Coaches out there do believe in uh, high school football players playing more than one sport. They believe it's a great thing. And uh, our first guest on the show coming up here in just a little bit had a player picked in the uh, the NFL draft. As a matter of fact, very high. Uh, and he did not have a lot of offers coming out of high school. We're going to speak to uh, Ron Mutich, the uh, head coach at Wheaton Warrenville South outside of Chicago. He had the number five overall pick in the NFL draft as uh, Corey Davis, his former wide receiver who went on to Western Michigan, was taken uh, number five by the Tennessee Titans. And we're going to talk to Ron uh, about uh, Corey's career there at Wheaton Warrenville South. Uh, Also going to talk about the great tradition there at the school, which uh, Red Grange uh, got it all started. And uh, Ron Mutich also also uh, takes a lot of time to make sure that his uh, current day players know about the history uh, for uh, Wheaton Warrenville South, and uh, he'll talk to you about uh, uh, not only that, but we're also going to have a nice little in-depth conversation about his unique program that he uh, goes through uh, starting in January every year, getting his student-athletes ready for that next level. He'll talk about all the things that Corey did to get ready, uh, and, it, and it's it's more than just obviously on-the-field stuff. It's that, that education act academic background, and Ron will talk about that coming up in just a little bit here on High School Football America. Corey Davis going number five, only one offer, uh, Division 1A uh, offer coming out of high school, and uh, here's his name called out as the number five pick in the NFL draft. So uh, we're going to talk to Ron coming up in just a little bit. And then the second guest on the show, we're going to talk uh, tonight with uh, Katie Nida. And Katie Nida, uh, back uh, in 2003, became the first female to uh, score a point, kicked an extra point for New Mexico in a uh, college football Division 1A game. And we're going to have Katie come in here and talk uh, about uh, a young lady who just a couple of weeks ago, we we talked about this, Becca Longo, uh, out of Arizona, uh, becoming the first female to actually sign a scholarship with Division II Adams State. Uh, she's going to also play college basketball there, but we're going to bring Katie Nida in to uh, talk about her experience. And uh, it's kind of neat. There's a, a little fraternity of, uh, of women that uh, or girls, whichever way you want to look at it, depending on what level, uh, that are playing uh, more and more playing the sport of uh, high school football. And Katie's going to uh, stop in here and talk about her experience, what uh, Becca can expect when she goes to uh, Division II Adams State and uh, some other topics with Katie, who's also written a book uh, uh, when she was at Colorado, which is where she was before she went to New Mexico. She walked on at Colorado. Also, uh, a lot of national spotlight when uh, Rick Riley wrote a a story uh, at Sports Illustrated talking about uh, Katie being uh, sexually uh, molested, and uh, she's going to talk about that and what she's doing now currently in her career. She still is kicking for semi-pro football, so uh, it's going to be an interesting show tonight. Also want to... uh, Bringing all of our sponsors here, the partners that make uh, this show possible each and every week, beginning with Crossover, with a K. Crossover, breaking down your game film, coaches. I'll tell you what, they save so much time, uh, and it's so accurate. We've been doing, and we had uh, Pat Blizniak on the show last week. He is now based in Texas, and uh, we've been doing microclinics in the state of Texas and just showing how Crossover can break down your game film very accurately, get it back to you in a quick turnaround. 
around 12 to 24 hours, depending on what you need, and it's going to be ready and set to go when you're in there on Saturday getting ready to get uh, started for your uh, for your next opponent. And uh, you'll love what they're able to do with their insights. This is a very interactive uh, new addition to crossover over the last uh, year and a half. Uh, the coaches in Texas that are looking at it are just loving it. I mean, every tendency you can imagine is there for you, and uh, it fits completely with Huddle. Uh, one of the things that we talk about, and we talked about this with Blizz uh, last week, and that's what we call Pat Blizz, Blizzniak, Blizz, uh, is it's completely uh, interacting with Huddle, but what it does is it gives you another level. So if you call Pat, uh, he'll be able to help you out with uh, telling you how to integrate it with Huddle. It's, it's not to get rid of Huddle. Huddle has its assist, but Crossover is head and shoulders above on what it breaks down with it its insights. So uh, go to highschoolfootballamerica.com, clip, click on the banner ad, and you will be able to uh, go right to uh, get a free demo from Crossover. And uh, uh, you can also uh, contact me directly at jeff at highschoolfootballamerica.com, and I can put you in contact with Blizz so you can check out Crossover. Good time to look at it right now with a lot of budgets uh, coming available here. So uh, great pricing on it, and uh, they'll work with you to get you a uh, to be a very satisfied customer. That's Crossover dot com forward slash football for that free demo. Also brought to you tonight by Echo, uh, guys that are innovating and making the job of coaches easier. It's uh, coaches that uh, created this out of Oklahoma City, uh, Chad Cargill and company. Uh, They created instant replay on the sidelines, eight seconds after it's done. It's not shot on an iPad. You can use your your, your press box camera, your end zone camera. It is a marvelous piece of technology. I I say this all the time. In in the modern-day world, with social media and attention spans being what they are, uh, Echo will allow you coaches to show your players exactly what they did right or wrong on the sideline right after the play or after the the series is over. Uh, I've been on so many sidelines watching coaches uh, use Echo. It's just amazing. Show and tell is the best way to put it, and their uh, famous saying is uh, make tomorrow's adjustments today. In other words, uh, don't wait to Saturday until Saturday to make those changes. Echo1612.com is how you learn more about Echo or get to them through highschoolfootballamerica.com on our banner ad. Also brought to you tonight by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2017, High School Football America is teamed up with USA Today High School Sports to give you great sports coverage from around the nation and specifically from High School Football America here in Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Brought to you by ScoreStream. Uh, Those guys are so awesome with their app. Uh, When we get to 2017, just like the last couple of years, you'll be able to get your scores in real time. ScoreStream is a great app available in the iTunes Store at Google Play. And it's not just for football, but you can go out to your favorite game and you can score along, let the nation see how your favorite team's doing, put videos up there, uh, put photographs up there. You can learn more by going to scorestream.com. And our other partner tonight, Southern Sport, the good folks at Southern Sport. Hoppy Langley, a former SEC football player at Mississippi, and his uh, partners Sean Harden and Joey Teichert, coming up with a great... uh, it's not technology, but in some ways it is. It's a spat that keeps those pesky rubber pellets from field turf 
out of your shoes. They are annoying. I've been on some fields where those rubber pellets are, are definitely old and hard, and they get in there, and they hurt. And this uh, TDI razor, the debris inhibitor razor, will keep them out of there. also gives you that great look of spatting without the high cost of tape. Uh, just under 20 bucks. And if you use the code HSFA when you go to the website at TDI Razor with a U R A Z U R TDIRazor.com, you will get a discount on your order. They can put logos on those spats. It is a great product. Makes your players look uh, real good. A lot of players love to spat and look spiffy. Well, this is a good way to, uh, to, to have that consistent, uniform look for everybody in the program. Again, TDIRazor.com. The code is HSFA to get a discount on your order. Hey, uh, we are continuing to get tons of job openings to the High School Football America Coaches Job Board. And uh, all you have to do is email us at jobposting at highschoolfootballamerica.com. We'll post it up there. Uh, Right now, I believe we're over 250 active uh, postings. And there are some head coach jobs, uh, head coaching jobs that are open out there right now. Our job board is the easiest to use in the nation. And why is that? Well, you can search it by keywords, whether it's, you know, offensive line coach, whether it's a math for if you're a math teacher, you can search it by state, by region. It doesn't matter. I mean, you can put in Jacksonville, for example, and it will pull up. If there are jobs open in Jacksonville, it will pull it up that way. We are very proud of this, and we are very proud to offer it free of charge uh, to our coaches right now. And uh, coaches that uh, have those openings or administrators, please feel free to email me at jobposting at highschoolfootballamerica.com and we will put them up there for you. Don't forget to follow us on uh, Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, Facebook is uh, facebook.com forward slash High School Football America. Our Instagram, which has a lot of our stadium project pictures up there, uh, high school football stadiums from around the nation. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at High School Football America. And uh, we have changed our handle for Twitter. We talked about this last week on the show. Uh, the Twitter handle is now Jeff Fisher Media. It used to be HSFB America. America. We still own that. Uh, it's just uh, we're trying to get official with Twitter. I'm not sure what we got to do to wake them up, but uh, by putting our name in there, hopefully uh, makes it go a little bit smoother for that process. So it's uh, the Twitter handle is uh, Jeff Fisher Media. Simple as that, uh, Jeff Fisher Media. And uh, also want to uh, give you a little bit of a sneak peek. Uh, coming up next week on the show, we are going to uh, uh, talk about uh, the new book that uh, I'm writing uh, for uh, Skyhorse Publishing out of New York. York City. Very excited about this. Uh, Texas high school football fans, you are going to be delighted. We're going to do some other books uh, after we go to Texas, but uh, we're going to talk next week on the show about uh, this new book. And, and just to give you a little little taste, uh, uh, did an interview uh, this week with a Hall of Famer from Paris, Texas, uh, Raymond Barry. Uh, went on to the Baltimore Colts. Uh, we talked to, uh, to Raymond and Coach Barry, who went on to the uh, New England Patriots after his Hall of Fame playing career. Uh, just some great insight. Also uh, talked to Coach Gene Stallings and uh, uh, Gene, uh, also from Paris, Texas. Uh, two players from Paris, Texas. Uh, talked to them and we've got a couple of other interviews coming up here in the very near future. But next week on the show, we're going to talk about uh, the book that uh, I'm writing that will be out uh, in the fall of 2018 on Texas high school football. So very excited to tell you all about that. Now, 
We're going to take a break, hear from all of our partners here, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Ron Mewich. He is the head coach at Wheaton Warrenville South High School outside of Chicago, had the number five player in the NFL draft taken last week, uh, Thursday night in Philadelphia. Uh, Corey Davis uh, played for him uh, at Wheaton Warrenville South, went on to uh, Western Michigan, and we're going to talk to uh, Ron Mewich about a, a lot of things. We're going to talk about Corey, we're going to talk about the tradition that goes back to uh, Red Grange there at uh, Wheaton Warrenville. South, and we're also going to talk about uh, some some tips here that uh, Coach will give you. That uh, if you're a coach out there, you want to hear about how he, you know, manages the student in student athlete. A great conversation coming up with Ron Muich. That and more. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline system works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus and this is an important point echo works without any cellular connection data plans or internet the list of high school football programs using echo 1612 system is growing daily meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage you don't want to be left out do you the echo 1612 advantage is simple echo plus an ipad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning seriously you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time not the day after except no copycats echo 1612 is the best on the market echo 1612's cutting edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today learn more at echo1612.com Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, 
and for that extra Bigfoot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the debris inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again, in 2017, High School Football America and USA Today High School Sports teaming up to give you great national high school football coverage and coverage specifically from Southern California. Check them out at USA Today HSS. Well, last week was a big week for a lot of former high school football players uh, getting their dream, hearing their name announced as the uh, 2017 NFL draft was held in Philadelphia. And uh, I got to give a shout out to the uh, the, the brother uh, city of brotherly love there. Great job of uh, hosting the draft. And uh, uh, over 250 players heard their names called out. And of course, a lot of free agent signings since then. And uh, tonight on the show, we're going to go to uh, the state of Illinois. Illinois, where 10 players overall were taken from the land of Lincoln in the uh, 2017 NFL Draft. And we have one of the great coaches there from one of the great programs with a lot of tradition that goes all the way back to Red Grange. Ron Buich has been the uh, head coach there at uh, Wheaton, Warrenville South, uh, over uh, over a decade. And he's going to join us on the show here because his uh, player, who only had one, one offer coming out of high school, was taken number five overall by the Tennessee Titans, uh, Corey Davis, the wide receiver of Western Michigan, began everything at uh, Wheaton Warrenville South, and uh, Coach Muich is on the line right now to talk about that and the tradition of the program, and at the end, we're going to talk about some neat stuff that he does with the students, so coaches, listen up here. He's got some great tips on what he does on the educational side, which we know is very, very important because student always comes before athlete and student athlete, and Coach Muich is on the line right now to join us and talk about a, a bunch of things. Welcome to the show, Coach. Jeff, I appreciate it. Well, it, it had to be an exciting week for you guys, and I, I know you've had a lot of media there talking about Corey, but before we get into that, let's kind of set the scene for everybody. I dropped uh, the Galloping Ghost there, the, the you know, uh, Red Grange. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the tradition at uh, Wheaton Warrenville South. 
Well, we've had uh, a great tradition. Uh, Any time a, a school can claim an, an icon and a pioneer of Red Grange, obviously that uh, that bodes well for uh, the coaching part of it. But uh, getting kids to realize uh, go from Red Grange to Corey Davis is a big step in today's world. And you only can capture these kids um, in terms of uh, – learning lessons as far back as Red Grange, but you can also capture them better when you have a kid that comes out of the NFL draft uh, like Corey did just uh, this past weekend. Yeah, it's amazing. Now, one of the things we were talking the uh, other day about uh, your job there, and you've been there more than just uh, you know the the ten plus years as the head coach. You've been there a long time. You say you do try and kind of connect it all. Tell, tell me a little bit about what you're telling the players about the you know football going way back to Red Grange and and and, and connecting with that. What's kind of that message you tell? Because you know nowadays kids are you know the, the, the social media kind of disconnects them maybe a little bit from the past. It's all looking forward what's your general message to them well we we try to uh, capture history um, within the building because I think that uh, you know to some uh, some responsibility as a coach you represent the building and you represent the community of your of your uh, of your state and your and your local presence in the in the community and we try our very best to uh, give credence to people that have come before us uh, both uh, schools in Wheaton have been very successful. Uh, Wheaton North has a great history as well uh, in the NFL uh, with the Graham family that has come through there, Chuck Long and Jim Jeriga and some great names in the past uh, past two decades that uh, have given them uh, a blip on the map. And then we've had some really good uh, – uh, foundations here with uh, starting with Red Grange and going to uh, some uh, recent names uh, uh, with Tony Moyaki coming out of our program in 0405 and and doing so well uh, with Kansas City third round draft pick and playing so well at Iowa and, and playing uh, in a Super Bowl game with uh, the Seahawks. And then just recently uh, going with Atlanta and just recently retiring at the age of 30. So uh, that's one of the kids that uh, we've connected with. Uh, Danny Vitale, a a great uh, student-athlete combination for me going through Northwestern um, as the superback. And then coming out uh, from Northwestern and making his mark at Tampa Bay draft last year uh, in 2016 as a fullback H-back combination and and then landing uh interestingly uh, with Cleveland last year and playing uh, quite a bit in uh, 2016 for Cleveland as that back for them and then just recently um uh Titus Davis had a had a stint coming out of Central Michigan uh signed with uh, the Chargers and then ended up with the Jets the last two years uh and then just recently, uh, early retirement out of football, and that that was Corey's brother. And then we've had, uh, obviously, Corey uh, doing so well at Western Michigan with P.J. Fleck and his staff. Uh, great placement there for uh, Corey from our program and then uh, taking them to the Cotton Bowl last year, which I had a chance to attend and it was uh, a great venue to see uh, – the MAC conference play uh, the Big Ten and uh, see some local kids uh, from 
uh, Wisconsin as uh, a tight end of Wabansi's uh, Valley student athlete there that did so well for Wisconsin and and then Corey playing for us and uh, Keyshawn Watson also playing for us at uh, Western Michigan currently. Great names there. Ron Muich is on the line. Uh, Wheaton Warrenville South, uh, what a job he's done there since becoming the head coach. You heard about the tradition, but uh, three uh, state championships there in Illinois in 06, 09, and 10. A couple of runner-up finishes as well. Uh, lots of trips to the semifinals. And, and Coach, uh, you, because of those names you just mentioned there, you you know it's not uh, unusual for a uh, Wheaton Warrenville South high school kid to get get picked, but you know what what's the feelings uh, that you experience when you hear Corey name picked that high in the first round well we're very proud of Corey davis uh that story uh goes a lot deeper than um just anything that i've taught him on a football field uh he he is a kid that uh, worked extremely hard to uh get to where he's at and i thought the the decision for Corey to uh, go to Western Michigan was something that we took very, very carefully and planned that out coming out of the high school and putting him in good hands at uh, Western Michigan. And, and part of that, you know, as a coach is in high school is that responsibility of kind of being the person that transitions these kids on to the next level. And then, uh, you know, I, I'm just extremely proud of uh, his his ability uh, as an athlete and his hard work ethic as a student uh, while he was here to to be eligible to get to the point where he was uh, able to get the scholarship at uh, Western Michigan, and then his uh, his ability to uh, dominate the field of play when he got there. I just uh, you know some, sometimes as coaches, we forget that not every kid is going to uh, peak Mm -hmm. uh, when they're with us. And as a coach, you see that some kids are late bloomers. Corey was one of those kids that we knew had the potential inside of them and that uh, was going to be a great athlete. And he, you know, his numbers in high school probably wouldn't uh, attract a whole lot of attention uh, coming through, even though he started two years for me. but he he also was a kid that was a, a multiple sport kid coming out of our track program that had a kind of a Achilles injury coming out between his junior and senior year, and we didn't really make a, a chance to get him seen until late June, early July, and sometimes that's way past the uh, uh, mental processes of college coaches to uh, see kids and give uh, PJ all the credit in the world when he sat in my office here and I told him this kid was going to, he would thank me someday for this, uh, for him. (laughs) And I knew he had it inside of him. Uh, It just was a matter of somebody taking a chance. And what a better, uh, no better person than PJ to do that. He uh, came from Illinois as as an undersized wide out himself and worked his way through the same hard ethic, uh, work ethic through Northern's program. And, and into the NFL, uh, probably deep as a uh, an undersized wideout, you know. So I thought it, we placed him pretty well with a a guy that knew how to get the kid to the next level. And and uh, sure enough, uh, Corey set some FBS records that uh, 
you know, were were just special this year uh, on a four-year career from yeah. that program. And uh, number five overall in the NFL draft, uh, talking to uh, Ron Buich. He is the head coach at uh, Wheaton Warrenville South High School in uh, Illinois and uh, outside of Chicago there. A great program with great tradition, as I said at the top, all the way back to uh, Red Grange. And Coach, you mentioned uh, something there that's near and dear to my heart and a lot of the coaches, because I like hanging out with older guys. That's not making you meant to be old, but I, I'm old too. And that multiple sport athlete is what you mentioned there. And I think USA Football put out after the first First round, 30 of 32 kids uh, were multiple sport kids in high school in a day of, you know, you got you to gotta stick to one sport or whatever. What's your, what's your take on the importance of the multi-sport athlete? And, and is it going to go away? Or I, I know you hope it doesn't, but what's your take on it? Well, I, I'll be honest with you. In high school, as a coach, you don't just coach one sport. So as a, as a, uh, as a guy that coached wrestling, coached base boys baseball at the time and track and field uh in my tenure and 22 years of proud uh coach uh of girls women's softball so i i personally think that it's um you know what high school athletics uh mission and uh, focus should be for kids is to be involved with other competitive arenas uh get the training that they need uh on those fields or courts uh to you know, to be a complete uh, competitor, number one, and then as an athlete, I think it improves your your skill package uh, that is necessary, uh, particularly in football, to you know to to be a track athlete, to be somebody that's a jumper, uh, which Corey was, you know, to to be able and Danny Vitale, same thing. Danny was a, a, a track kid, a runner, a sprinter, as well as a a jumper. Uh, you know that that bodes well um, in the receiving part and the running part of the sport of football because those skills are those are duplicate skills and I think the development of that in two different arenas helps an athlete capture it when he needs it on a football field. Talking to Ron Muich, uh, he's the head coach at Wheaton Warrenville South, and just as important as the uh, the on the field training or on the court or whatever sport you're playing is that uh, the academic side. And you and I had a, a great conversation earlier this week about uh, the system that you've put in place there to help your student athletes, and 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 it also it trickles down obviously to the parents because it's not just the kids that are making this big decision that comes uh, to play uh, collegiate football or any collegiate sport for that matter. Uh, give give the listeners out there a little bit of a, a snapshot if you can of, of your philosophy on what your job is as a coach when it comes to the academic side and the student athlete and, and the system that you have in place there uh, that that's worked very well for you if you if you could do that for us well one of the things that i started um and have spoke on uh several times in the past is when i became a head coach in 2002 i had no idea about the uh the the sport of football is an old school sport. In fact, the recruiting process, they come to us, and when when they come to your building, um, which they're doing right now as I speak uh, on a daily basis, they come in droves, and they come to find out. Um, and history plays a part. And if you've got good history of placing kids in college, uh, obviously they come to your building to see what you have. Uh, but they also come, you know, for the kids that are the Ivy League candidates, and we have kids that play Division Three football, and we take as take every one of those kids as as uh, 
serious as 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 placing a kid in Division One scholarship program. So, uh, my goal is to help a kid, a young man, realize that right smack in the middle of October and November, when we are 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 in our peak in high school football, they should be ready to make decisions that's going to affect their 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 life for the next four years, whether they play another down of football or not. Um, that process happens in reality. Um, any count, guidance counselor will tell you that applications need to be in by November 1st. And life is competitive. It's competitive mm-hmm. in college entrance. It's competitive on the football field. It's competitive uh, with other people that are trying to pursue, not pursue football or pursue football in terms of entering schools. So one of the things that I came up with once I understood the process myself as a, as an early young coach was that I needed to plan a vehicle in conjunction with our guidance staff and with our families in the community about trying to get ways to plan that step for a young man so that he was aware of it. First of all, the process, the timelines that are involved with it, uh, the details that were, were specifics like getting your transcripts in order so that you had them available, having your ACT uh, composites ready for the NCAA clearinghouse, understanding that there were, you know, there was a right way to do this and a haphazard way to do it if you, if you would if you would take that. You know, I, the thing that bothered me the most is I realized that there was kind of a school flavor of the year. Kids would sit around the <laughs> lunchroom table and, where are you going to school? Where are you going to school? And I, I realized that that's not uh, obviously the best way for each kid to make that choice. So a little bit of guidance, I thought, uh, you know, I, I set up a conference and I provide an opportunity for each family in my football program between their junior and senior year to sit down, I come to their house and we sit at their dining room table. And we, you know, I have a template that I uh, that I work off of, but uh, we talk about the process of making this plan their plan and some vehicles that I that I've been able to capture. Uh, you know, I used to walk in with a book that I'm telling you was you know was a weightlifting book if I had to carry <laughs> it in there because it weighed 50 pounds. At every college in America, by by degrees and, and and where they were going to, if you know, if you wanted to be a business, you know, what who is a top ten business school right. in America, and where can you find that school at the Division One level? Where can you find that school at the D three level? When where can you find that school at the NAIA level? So we we take kids and families through a process of uh, kind of a worksheet. They get a chance to tell me um, a little bit about what their interest might be, might be, and you know, I start a little bit with my own personal story. I, uh, you know, I can remember back when I came out of college or out of high school and was trying to figure out where I was going to go to college. That process, that that uh, the path that I took, and I share a little bit about my own my own story and how I went to. You know, back in being a Western PA kid, you know, the, the, the mothership was. You're going to go to Penn State if if you wanted to be uh, a, a local hero, and so you look at those those visits. And I talked about getting out and seeing a school and how you have to plan for these things in advance, so that you can make a good decision first 
based on your academic interest and your focus as a young man coming coming out. And and what I found was a lot of kids didn't have that focus. They their their thought was. I'm going to be an ESPN uh, superstar somewhere uh, on a Big Ten network, or I'm going to, you know, somebody's going to come find me. And, you know, so there's a there's a package of getting a young man to think about how to go through that discerning of where's my talent level? Where am I best fitted by the sizes of schools that are out there? How can I introduce myself to those schools? How can those schools be an option for me uh, in reality with my academic interest, but also with my abilities as a football player? So the combination of that of that uh, template um, has worked well. And, and and I'll be honest with you, it's a I've sat at a table with families and. It's the first time that mom and dad have heard exactly what Johnny wants to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so I bring that out. That's how I start my conversation with them. In the senior conference, we talk about the realities of scholarship, and we talk about the Division One characteristics that schools are looking for. And I use a recruiting magazine uh, template that has size and, you know, the three factors that I know that that not just Division One schools, but all schools are looking at in when it relates to analyzing talent. You know, the height, the weight. I call it the eyeball test, and and uh, you know they want to meet these kids and see them and physically shake their hands, and uh, I call it it's kind of like a full body scan that they're actually analyzing the young man's potential mm-hmm. uh, physically. And the second part of it, I think, is speed. I think speed is absolutely an important ingredient in the game of football at all uh, at all levels, but also at all positions. And there's kind of a you know uh, a combine analysis, if you will, that people are looking at and pigeonhole kids by position. And then the third thing is the is the vehicle of tape and how how tape or a one-day appearance at a college's campus can benefit the athlete to be seen by his position coach. And sometimes tape or a one-day uh, trial, if you will, uh, overrides a deficit in height or a deficit in speed, uh, or speed can override a, a deficit in in any of those other two two areas. But I do think that there's... There's kind of a uh, process to that the kid needs to hear that these colleges are looking at them, and the fit has to go both ways. You know, probably the biggest really reality that I had is when I came off the Penn State model, I went to to Lehigh University and looked at it because I had an engineering interest at the time and was offered a scholarship at, at Lehigh. Uh, worked my way all the way back to the D3 level, which is where I ended up playing college football and realizing that I was going to be able to play right away and uh, that was important to me and finding the right fit for me uh, as a student athlete. So we talk about that process and how families need to, (laughs) I call it the Chevy Chase, you need to get in the Chevy Chase van and and travel (laughs) and get up, up there and see schools and maybe see one or two or three of them on on a road trip and uh 
you know, depending on what location you come from uh, in this great country, there are many, many great schools out there. And, you know, so you try to broaden the horizons of uh, not only the kid, but the parents uh, of uh, what the potential is for kids to see and and to be placed in a, in a school that matches, you know, what I call the perfect fit. And that, that perfect fit is not their mom's fit. It's not the dad's fit. It's not my fit. It's their fit. And they need to be kind of guided through a process of how to, how to get there. Yeah. And I feel like if I, if I do that for two and a half hours at their table and we talk a little bit about setting goals for their senior year and, and getting them through the recruiting process, then I've done my job as a high school teacher. Whether they play it down of college football or not, it's not my job is to, to predict that. My job is to provide the opportunity to understand it, uh, and my responsibility to the families are is to help them find those vehicles if they so choose to, to get an, uh, the right placement for them and their family uh, in the future. Well, it's an outstanding roadmap, and that's why I was very quiet and let you go through it because I was impressed when you explained it to me the other day. And as I told you, you know, probably eighty percent of our listeners are coaches, so I'm sure it's resonating. But the people I really want that to resonate with is uh, are the parents out there because, uh, folks, uh, if you're a parent and you don't think coaching is more than a four month <laughs> out of the year job nowadays, it's not. Ron Fuich is working himself around the clock and, and devoting his his life to uh, student athletes and that that's what comes out of there and I guess you know the next question coach you've been doing this for a long time but you know what what keeps you in it and how much longer do you have to go in this sport uh, the the sport that you love and have uh, made a career out of well that's a that's a great question um Probably Mrs. Muhich would be the better answer for that one, but I, I would tell you that she lets me out of the house to do this with families. And, and by the way, I start that process in, in January uh, with families, and I don't impose that conference on everybody, but um, I can promise you that they probably 98% of them take it. And uh, you know what else is good about that process is that um, it keeps me young, but it also keeps me involved with the community you know, and there's something about going to a kid's house and seeing their environment that they're brought up in, whether that be a single parent, whether that be a, uh, a typical two-parent model, or if, a, you know, I've, I've had conferences with grandma and the young man, because that's the figure of power in that kid's family that's going to help him make that decision. And, you know, that that's an eye-opener for me. Um, as much as, as it's good, good value for the family. So I get to see the family, uh, need, if you will. I also get to see the family's, uh, uh, current structure. I've had, uh, as I think I, I shared with you the other day, I've had multiple family, uh, exes and, 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 uh, spouses that are, still a part of the kid's young man's family. And uh, part of that placement is working with all those variables, but understanding those variables uh, in a kid's life. So those are those are eye-openers for me. That's uh, kind of what keeps me young and keeps me invested in it. Uh, getting, getting exposure to your kids, um, you know, just like the recruiters that come in here, they'll tell you it's a long, grueling uh, process for them. And, you know, as much as as much as I feel uh, the need to talk about my kids, 
they hear that tw- you know twenty different <laughs> locations that they go to a day, and and so there's a sorting out that happens. Uh, it's not a perfect uh, system, but in football, that's the way it is. I, I I've been a in public education for thirty four years, and it's one of the few. Um, I think old-fashioned ways it still works. I think, um, you know, it's just good to meet position coaches. It's good for kids to see adults that they would be working with. And um, this sport is, uh, you know, one in which I care a lot about. You know, we're gone through the last two or three years of uh, concerns with the safety factors of football, and it's had an impact on not only numbers of kids trying out the sport, but you're, you're constantly selling the value of the sport, uh, in comparative to, uh, a family that might not understand the, the, the needs of, um, the risks of the sport and you're, and you're trying to, to make it, uh, I think it's the safest time in the sports history, mm-hmm. uh, with all the revelations of the movies that have come out to the, to the incidences of the NCAA and the, the professional level handling it, I can promise you at our school, it is the safest time to play football. Um, we have protocols that we follow. We have our doctors involved. We have uh, uh, testing, pre-testing, and post-testing and, and uh, impact testing that goes on with our kids and our young men, and we have the best equipment on our kids that we can put. The teaching of the game has changed. Um, you know, being a defensive guy for 22 years, uh, you know, you're teaching tackling different than today's game. And uh, there's just a lot of good, uh, good things that are happening to football um, that I think are are going to stand the test of time. Uh, we just got to get the the confidence back in the in the uh, general population of its value and, and what it can do for kids uh, as a team. Still the best team sport out there. Sure and uh, I will stand by that uh, for a long time. And I'm still, I'm, uh, you know, I, you know, part of being a an older uh, coach in the industry is that you get a chance to teach younger coaches. So I'm, I'm kind of in that legacy of my career right now where I'm, you know, I've got 28 and 29 year olds around me on both sides all the way down. So you're teaching them how to pass the torch on to the next generation and, yep. and hopefully uh, treat the game with respect and the, and the kids with respect as you go through it. And, and if I can do that, then uh, yeah, I'll hang around until they, until either Mrs. <laughs> Muhich or somebody tells me, Hey, <laughs> time to pass the torch. Yeah. Well, I, we appreciate uh, all you've done for student athletes. Ron Muich is on the line. He is the uh, head coach at Wheaton Warrenville South, a, a great uh, tradition, rich program outside of Chicago. And uh, made me think of one other thing that was going to be my last question, but I have another one since you are a Western PA guy and everybody that's listened to my show for six years knows that you can take the, the, the boy out of Pennsylvania, but not Pennsylvania out of the boy. Um, what, what part of what you learned there in Western PA, which we know the tradition of Western PA football, still uh, carries with you today in Illinois, even though you've been there uh, more than three-plus decades? That's, that's probably the essence of, of uh, what I learned in football was the value of hard work and commitment to, to not only uh, – 
the preparation of the game of football because there's a lot you know football football's a little different than today's sporting world around it uh, it's not games all the time it's not uh you know there's a there's so much of the game that goes into the preparation of, of getting ready for the game and uh you know, the early morning lifting, the um, preparation that goes into seven-on-seven over the summer camps. And, you know, those are kind of the lessons that I think, uh, you know, coming from a coal mining um, tool and die location in western Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, uh, you worked in those factories. You know, some of the pride that we take of Red Grange is that, I, you know, Red Grange was the, the Wheaton Iceman. Um, he carried blocks of ice back oh, in wow. 1919 and 1920, back before we had refrigeration um, with ice hooks. And, you know, those 75 to 100-pound blocks of ice uh, he carried around to the community uh, in Wheaton and delivered. And that That's was cool. a summer, summer job. So... You know, I'm not the Wheaton Iceman, but I I, I learned how to carry uh, some steel beams, I'll tell you that, in some uh, factories that I worked with with my summer jobs back in uh, Western PA. But, um, you know, the value of hard work still holds true, I think, uh, in today's world. And, uh, you know, if we can get kids to, to buy into that, that uh, that value surpasses any 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 length of time that they're on a football field. Well, Coach, thank you so much for joining us on the show tonight. Lots of great nuggets there. It's always good to talk a little Pennsylvania football at the end of uh, any interview I do. So I appreciate you joining us, and uh, best of luck in 2017, and congratulations again on uh, Corey Davis going to the Titans. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate Good. it. Very welcome. We're going to take a break. Coming back with more. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, You'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com.
Field Turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's game film breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's Crossover with a K.com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again, in 2017, USA Today High School Sports and High School Football America teaming up to give you great coverage from around America and specifically from Southern California. Make sure you check them out at USA Today hss.com. Well, as promised at the end of the last section, we're going to uh, talk about a story here that uh, caught fire out of nowhere. Uh, Becca Longo, a couple of weeks ago, out of uh, Basha High School in Arizona, became the first woman to sign a scholarship with a uh, college football program. Adams State Division II uh, signed her, and uh, she's also going to play basketball there, but uh, the world is blown up around her, so we told Becca she can take a little bit of time there. We didn't need to give her any more of the media spotlight, but I thought, what better way to examine the story than talk to the uh, 
the woman who began it all, so to speak, uh, Katie Nida. Uh, she uh, was a um, high school kicker at Chatfield High School uh, near Littleton, Colorado. And then lo and behold, she goes on to uh, Colorado and eventually becomes the, uh, the first female in college football history uh, at uh, the Division I level, 1A. I, I still call it 1A, that FBS, FCS, that screws my mind up. But anyway, uh, Katie Nida was the uh, person that did that at New Mexico, and she's on the line right now to talk about uh, not only that experience, but what Becca's going to be going through and uh, what she's doing now, uh, since it's been a, a while since she accomplished that back in 2003. Welcome to the show, Katie. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's great to have you on here. And uh, before I started rolling some tape here, we were kind of chatting about reading your book and some of the things you went through. And I, I think there's nobody, no better person to talk about uh, what Becca's going through than you, because you also told me that you've, you've kind of connected with her. So the first question before we get into that connection is, you know, what is Becca going to face uh, when she goes out there to take her uh, first kick as, as a college football player? Well, you know, I think that I think that we are in a really great period right now where uh you know there's there's been a lot of changes since gosh, when I started kicking footballs, I I like don't want to admit how long ago it was, but it was it was 1995 was the first <laughs> time that I uh, suited up and uh, put one through the uprights and um I think that, you know, during that time frame, it was uh, a little more unusual to, well, I guess very unusual to see the female kickers out there. And uh, the biggest thing used to be there would always be, you know, shock from guys on the opposing team whenever they would realize that, uh, you know, there was a girl out on the field with them. So I think, uh, you know, for her, I think it's going to be great that she uh, is going into a program where they've recruited her and want to have her. I imagine that her experience with her teammates and uh, coaches will be very good. Um, you mentioned the uh, media. I'm sure that she will have to <laughs> kind of figure out how to deal with that and uh, deal with that spotlight on her because that is something extra that comes along. But I, uh, I think that she's going to have a great overall experience. I really do. And it was interesting uh, before we started uh, uh, the interview here. You were telling me offline that uh, there's kind of like a little club that uh, you're you're the head of the president, sort of like the hair club for men. I guess you're you're the head of the uh, the female football players club. Tell me a little bit about that and how you actually connected with Becca because that's a that's a very interesting story. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun because you know this day and age with social media, you know you can network out to almost anybody, and it's really cool how many people I have get in contact with me to say, hey, we've got a kicker here or there, you know, a female kicker. Would you talk to her? This or that, and um, so it's been really fun getting to interact with the young woman, young women who are you know doing the same thing that I've done. And uh, Becca, actually, it's a really funny, ironic story, because it turns out that her head coach uh, down at her high school in Arizona uh, is the brother of my position coach at the University of New Mexico. (laughs) So kind of a funny story, but when she joined the team, he called his brother, my old coach, and he said, so man, you know, I I got a girl kicker. How do I coach a girl? And my coach, his uh, response is perfect. He goes, you know, you coach the football player. And I love that because I think that that is, you know, what allows us to have great experiences as athletes and also is what made it work for me at New Mexico 
and in high school and, you know, um, also I've, I've gone on and played some semi-pro and some arena ball. And, you know, I think when that mindset is there, you really can have a positive experience for everyone involved. Yeah, Katie Knight is on the line tonight on High School Football America. Uh, quite the story back in '03 when she uh, became just the second woman to dress for a Division One A game. And then actually uh, she dressed for a bowl game and, and, and became the first uh, woman to kick a, uh, an extra point in a, a college football game at the 1A level. And, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I thought was also interesting is you said that in addition to talking to Becca, you were very impressed that her her future uh, school, Adam State, uh, had a had a reach out to you as well. Uh, and and, and I, I would think that speaks volumes of where we've come since uh, you first, uh, as you said, uh, we won't even say it's two decades plus ago, but uh, a short time ago, started <laughs> k- kick, kicking three things through the upright. <laughs> but no, what, what, I mean, that was had to make Absolutely. you smile. It did. It was It was a great thing because I thought, you know, this is a place that cares about getting it right, that really cares about their student-athletes, and you can't ask for anything more than that. So when I had somebody reach out to me, it was, again, before all the media hoopla, um, you know, just said, hey, we know about your experience, wanted to know, you know, how do we make sure that she has a positive experience here? Can you, you know, tell us, you know, they were asking for specific examples, and I was like, sure, Absolutely. That's great. Katie Knight on the line. And, and you know, maybe a, uh, you talked about the media blitz, and maybe this is a good segue into, you know, how your life changed. Obviously, you had the blitz of the media and the spotlight when you, you know, were the, the, the girl that put on shoulder pads. But then, obviously, uh, when, when Rick Riley, uh, you know, comes along and writes a, a story about your, mm-hmm. your sexual assault and all that, um, certainly I want to, you know, kind of know where you think we've gone from from here. But, I mean, what how did that change you as a person? And, and, and do you have that message to, to young ladies that you talk about in this fraternity uh, when they do reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I never ever imagined that I would be in the position I was to uh, advocate as a survivor. But obviously, it's something that happened in my life and something that um, has been very important to me to make sure that I'm speaking out on and uh, speaking up about because. Um, when I was sexually assaulted, I did not know um, a lot, actually, about the crimes. I was really thought that, um, you know, I really thought that being raped was going to be a man running out of the bushes at me with a knife or a gun when I was walking mm-hmm. alone at night or something. So I always made sure to, you know, do those things the right way. I didn't think it would be someone that I knew. And, you know, as I've learned, uh, you know, it's 80% of perpetrators are an acquaintance or even, you know, someone that someone is dating, et cetera. Um, So those kind of things really opened up my eyes. And I um, just felt very moved to make sure that, you know, we we got the word out on this and started talking about it more. And also, too, because it did, it it changed me tremendously um, inside. I I don't know if there's a way that it it can't change you. But I was very, very fortunate that, you know, I have a very strong, supportive family. And then when I went to New Mexico, um, this is what actually drives a lot of, I work with a lot of athletes now on sexual assault, domestic violence, child abuse, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was able to see the power of, I mean, New Mexico, man, those teammates, they brought me back. And those guys, you know, 
they ended up, you know, knowing about what had happened to me previously. And I couldn't have asked for a better support system. It was, you know, all these guys who rallied behind me and really took me through that. That's wonderful to hear, to see that, uh, as you said, there's a rallying around, even though uh, a horrible thing occurs. Uh, we're talking with uh, Katie and Ida tonight, uh, the first uh, female kicker to kick an extra point in a Division One a uh, college football game. Uh, you heard her say at the beginning of the interview that she's talked with Becca Longo, who uh, made national headlines a couple of weeks ago, signing a scholarship with Adam State, a Division Two program. And uh, Katie here talking about uh, not only what she's going to go through, but uh, her past. She wrote a, a book, which is wonderful that you should go out and pick up uh you wrote it back when i guess in 06 right i'm sure it's still available on amazon yeah, and yeah. places like that why don't you why don't you play <laughs> shill here a little bit get some book sales going if we can <laughs> how can people get them What's well, the, I guess can... give give the title give the title of the book come on we're gonna let you you know pitch, oh gosh pitch person. well it's called still kicking which is actually so appropriate because i am still kicking and I think I probably will be until I die. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot. Go on there and go go to Amazon. So so what keeps you kicking? I mean, you said you're doing it and you'll do it till you die. I mean, what what is it about kicking a football that just puts a smile on your fa- your face and makes you go out there and do what uh, most people have never done in their life, which is try try and break through some stereotypes. <laughs> you know, okay, so you you I'm sure you've heard before that kickers are weirdos. And yeah, I, I've I'm heard so that. sorry, but I can't disprove that for you. <laughs> I, I swear there, I don't know what it is, but there is something to me, uh, for me, this is, this is when I knew, I mean, I was, when I kicked a football for the first time when I was 14, um, there was just something that was so rhythmic about it that, um, I, I absolutely, I love it. I can go out and just spend hours just you know, knocking the ball through. It's like, uh, you know, I go into that zone and then everything else just fades away. Then, you know, you talk about what happens on the field and it's even better because you've got, you know, 1.25 seconds to get this kickoff. You're relying on a snapper, a holder, a line. And, oh my God, the pressure. It's incredible and scary as hell and really amazing too. <laughs> I, that's just, it's, I mean, you, you gotta love it, right? I mean, every athlete knows you want to be in that spot. You want that pressure. You want the ball in your hands or in my case, I guess on your foot Yeah, it's, in that second to I, make it happen. And, and I can attest to what you said. I've got some friends that are kickers that are just a little left of center or right of center, or low, but I think goofy <laughs> is probably the best word. I, Disney may have coined it with its dog, but uh, definitely the, the, the kickers out there are a little bit goofy. So uh, what, what, what does the we're, future we're unique and unique? There we go. We'll coin the firm. Yeah, we'll, uh, the, we'll the call term. Unique. unique is good. So, so aside from the fact that you're going to kick until you're 80, which will probably bring the uh, the spotlight back to you. Uh, you. You mentioned you're going around and speaking. What what does the future hold for you? And and maybe a, a good way to kind of make a whole circle here with this. What does the future hold for females in the in the sport of uh, a male dominated football sport? Wow. Well, I mean, I think it's incredible for me to watch now and just see exactly how many female kickers and players there are out there, you know, at the younger ages where um, kids are more the same size, we're seeing a lot of young girls in the peewee leagues and flag football. And I think that's really cool and incredible. And, uh, you know, out in Salt Lake city, they actually, um, you know, do you remember little Sam Gordon from, uh, 
I don't know, a couple of years ago, she was that young girl who just ran circles around the boys. She was a viral hit. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. I yeah, do. yeah, yeah. So I met Sam a couple of, yeah, a couple of years ago, and uh, we connected. But she and um, a couple of women who play in one of the women's football leagues um, started a girls uh, tackle football league out there for young girls. So we've seen our first one of those pop up and, you know, I think we're just going to keep on seeing it roll. It's, it's pretty incredible um, to see. And it's, I mean, it's great. I think that, you know, I know so many women who love football and for them to get the opportunity to play it, um, you know, actually in pads, not in, you know, bikinis or underwear <laughs> is a, is a really great thing. Yeah, I, I was going to go off on that, but we'll, we'll just leave that one too. And I was trying to remember when you were yeah. talking about that little girl, uh, and I can't, I'm trying to think it was probably four or five years on the show and I can't remember exactly the school or her name and I'll have to look it up for later in the show here. But, uh, she was, what you probably said was this young lady who played at a school in New York, a high school, and she was a cornerback. And she was second in the team in, on the team in tackles. And uh, some of the boys that I talked to said they that, that he hit, she hit harder than some of them. So maybe that uh, that's what your legacy is. One day we're going to have a bunch of uh, Katie Knight is out there uh, playing cornerback instead of uh, playing uh, a kicker on the team. But Katie, we appreciate your time coming on the show here and, and taking time out and, and and best of luck with everything that you do in, in the future. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you guys for taking the time with me today. I appreciate it so much. Enjoyed having you on the show. All right, we're going to take a break, folks. When we come back, I'll have the name of that player from New York for you. That and more. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, You'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, 
and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. Jeff Fisher back here on High School Football America as we uh, get ready to wrap the show up tonight. Um, I want to thank our guest on the show, uh, beginning with Ron Mewich, and uh, congratulations again to his player, a uh, former player at Wheaton Warrenville South there outside of Chicago, uh, Corey Davis, on uh, being selected by uh, the Tennessee Titans with the number five overall pick. And I want to remind everybody, if you've missed any of this show, it's always available uh, free and downloadable in our archive. We're also on iTunes, too. That way you never miss a show. Uh, Subscribe to uh, our radio show. Some call it a podcast. We do it as a radio show. It doesn't matter. Podcast, I don't know what that has to do with broadcast, other than it has cast in it. So anyway, long and the short of it is you can follow us on iTunes and... um, you can download it for free by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com where it says audio. Click there. It says High School Football America radio show. And you can see every show we've done since July 21st, 2011. We also want to thank uh, Katie Nida for joining us here on the show tonight, uh, shedding some light into uh, what Becca Longo is going to go through when she uh, goes to play college football, signing the first ever by a woman a uh, scholarship to play at Adams State uh, Division II football 
coming up. want to remind everyone once again that the coach's job board is still clacking along and it will continue to click clack along as long as there are openings out there. If you have an opening on your staff or if you're an administrator and you're looking for a head coach, feel free to email us at jobposting at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Follow us on Twitter while we're away. The new handle is Jeff Fisher Media and you can also uh, follow along at uh, Facebook. Uh, facebook.com forward slash high school football america also on instagram a lot of our uh, stadium project uh, photos are up there our instagram handle is high school football america.com thanking all of our partners on the show make sure you check out those competitive edges that will be gotten by getting crossover to break down your game film or get echo on your sidelines for that instant replay you can get to all of our sponsors by going to high school football america.com and clicking on the banner ad to get a free demo uh, from crossover it's right there it takes you right to the page echo those guys are awesome man they're in oklahoma city coaches developing technology for coaches this is this is perfect show and tell and then i uh, also want to thank uh, ScoreStream. once the season gets clicking along we will have ScoreStream there with all of your scores throughout the season state by state scoreboards and our national top 50 oh that's right coming up here in the next couple of months we're working on it right now we're expanding the top 50 to the top 100 so i guess uh, you know score screen score stream is going to have to get that clicking for us too but uh, we got state by state and all of that the rankings will be coming out the preseason rankings we may even bring them out a little earlier this year we uh we've always done them on august the first i'm not sure we may have them uh ahead of uh ahead of everybody so uh, we'll uh keep in tune with us here at high school football america on the radio show or on our social media we'll let you know when those are coming out but uh, yeah top 100 this year that's going to be hot and we'll also still have the regional rankings and the state-by-state rankings all developed with our proprietary algorithm and uh final partner we want to thank tonight uh southern sport with the tdi razor the debris inhibitor razor keeping those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes and uh, giving that great look of spatting without the high cost of tape HSFA is the code. If you go to TDI Razor with a U R A Z U R dot com, use HSFA. That will get you a discount on your order. You can get logos on it, over 20 colors. Folks, this product is great. Get the whole team wearing these. They look cool. I've seen so many teams uh, wearing them. Uh, just uh, check them out at TDIRazor.com. All right, for now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to the High School Football America radio show. Talk to you next week. <laughs>